This episode of Road Soda is brought to you by White Castle PCS. White Castle PCS, your favorite fast food restaurant, now offers even faster cell service. Come in for the royal treatment, the sack of sliders and a cell meal. It's the only meal that comes with a smartphone, the Whiteberry. Whiteberry is the fastest fast food smartphone on the market. Unlimited talk, unlimited text, and unlimited taste. White Castle PCS offers cell coverage within 20 yards of all White Castle locations. Text using WhiteTap, and you get 25% off our mouth-watering slider sacks. Come for the sliders, stay for the cell service. White Castle PCS. Hello and thank you for cracking another Road Soda, your entertainment podcast on the go. On this episode, we have real life treasure hunts. We give you the latest installment of the Thai monkey coconut picking scandal. And we have a Chewbacca contest. I'm Isaiah Cooper. With me is just me, guys. I know I said literally on the literally the last time we recorded, I said, huh? Good thing we won't ever have to run solo again. Um, had a bit, had some crazy couple weeks the past few weeks. Been pretty uh, all over the place, different schedules, that kind of that kind of dealio. And um, this this is actually a Tuesday. I'm recording this right now, and I'm releasing this right now. You probably if you're listening to it, you could be listening on Wednesday. I recorded this last night. And then I put it up. I just needed to get something out. I didn't even record one yesterday. I didn't post yesterday. I just wanted to get something up. So the very next episode will be next Monday, of course. But I just needed I needed to really get something up. Any toots. I hope you guys enjoy. And because it's uh you know the Tuesday, the it's after work. It's late. It's almost ten o'clock at night. Go home and edit this bitch. Get it up for all you cocksuckers out there. But uh, yeah, Christy's not. She didn't make the schedule. She's not. Um, she's not on this episode. That's okay, because that is what sometimes that happens. And then, uh, but we're gonna try to make episodes like this. I have fun honestly doing this because I have fun no matter what. Just talking, riffing, making jokes. I don't get to do it often enough. So this this actually feels really good to do no matter what. I love having my friends here, and I love, I prefer to have them here. But I mean, I still have fun. So. I hope you guys enjoy it as well. A lot of really goofy articles. And I hope you love it. I hope you like it. Uh, here's the news. Here's your road soda light. But first, how about another word from our sponsors? This episode of Road Soda is brought to you by Exotic Apron. My name is Derek Yancey. My father worked for a sultan who refused to eat any meat that wasn't endangered. He said it gave him better boners. Today, we allow you to continue his legacy at your dinner table. We bought an aircraft carrier so we could create a farm in international waters where anything goes. Right now, our home chefs are cooking General Zhao's Panda, Snow Leopard Sausage with Yak Cheese and Smoky Roasted Carrots, Whooping Crane Eggs Benedict. Kids love our Arctic Fox Nuggets or the Dolphin Salad Sandwich. And try our Bald Eagle Jerky. 
free range on our five acre ocean farm. We don't pull these animals from their natural habitat, we farm them ourselves. Now you can enjoy all the exotic pleasures of panda and polar bear without the guilt. Shipped right to your door. Exotic Apron, pushing mealtime boredom to extinction. It's like the beginning to those to the movies, you know the the Dolby Dolby Digital surrounding sound. This is the news, guys. Treasure hunt. WWFLA stands for West Florida. Michigan store owners bury. I don't think I can read bury any other way. I buried something. Am I supposed to say it? Maybe I'm saying it wrong. I buried something. I just sound, I sound like a bumpkin. When you say that word correctly, you sound like a bumpkin. Michigan store owners bury $1 million in jewelry for real life treasure hunt. <clears throat> sounds preposterous to me. That sounds ridiculous. Why would they do that? Why would they do that? Let's read on. Uh, Washington Township. Michigan, I go, Michigan is, to me, the Florida of the North. And a lot of people start thinking, they're not doing, they're not doing bath salts in Michigan. Well, first of all, I think they're doing bath salts. I'm thinking they're doing a little bit of bath salts just about everywhere. So, but they don't do it like Florida. You're right. The thing I'm mostly referring to is it's opposite Florida. It's like, uh, it's also a peninsula but it's just in the north and it's surrounded it's it and it points north and it's surrounded by fresh water it's opposite i guess a true opposite would be a water surrounded by land it would be a bay what's the opposite of a peninsula it's a bay <laughs> a michigan jewelry store forced to close due to the coronavirus pan pandemic is biting a memorial, fuck me sideways, is bidding a, I would get fired, right? This is where I'd get fired. A Michigan jewelry store forced to close due to corona. Just, just relax, Isaiah. Just take it easy. A Michigan jewelry store forced to close due to the coronavirus pandemic is bidding a memorable farewell. Johnny and Amy Perry, uh, owners of J&M Jewelers, I'm sorry, uh, former owners of J&M Jewelers, have buried roughly $1 million in jewelry, most of the store's inventory. That's it. I always have it in my head that jewelry's worth a lot more than it actually is, you know, like a lot more. But I guess I'm just so used to only seeing rappers and uh, people like that with like big, crusty, big, crusty Rolexes that are like, you know, twenty twenty five thousand uh, dollars Most of the store's inventory for a statewide treasure hunt. This, this story's boring. Reported WXYZ. That's the reporting... Uh, firm or whatever, whatever they call that. 
Here at WXYZ. What are they from? Sesame Street? <laughs> the owners say they buried the jewelry all over Michigan from Detroit to the Upper Peninsula. <clears throat> there's and, and you know what's funny is Michigan is literally two peninsulas. It's one and then there's another one. It's another little jaggedy thing that I didn't know even existed. I literally thought that uh, Michigan was just an oven mitt. But apparently there's like some sloppy cheese pizza coming out of an oven on top of it or something. I don't know. You should go look it up. There's an extra there's an extra dongle that's uh, protruding above above the oven mitt. For those of you who don't know, this is why everyone else in the world hates us because we don't even know our own fucking country. Well, how about this? We're also like the third or the fifth largest country. So I'm sorry that I don't know all of my fucking states and cities. It'd be, it'd be nice if it was a tiny little country like Bahrain, you know, or something like Morocco. That's like a town. It's a whole fucking country. How you're stupid to not know your whole history and and all your geography. There's a lot more of it. I mean, not maybe not the history part. <laughs> maybe not the history part. But there's a lot of countries. All I'm trying to say. Uh, the owners they buried it all over the Upper Peninsula. The booty includes meat. The booty includes the meat. <laughs> That was for me. The booty includes real engagement rings. Anything can be a re- an engagement ring. That doesn't count. That doesn't. Anything can be. I could, I could give a bunch of twisted twigs in a circle to to my my partner, my mate, if you will, and they would. And I could say, "Will you marry me?" And that could be a, an engagement. So that's kind of stupid. Real, real engagement rings, precious coins, gold and silver. All right, that other stuff makes sense. That's that's booty right there. That's doubloons. Those are they could have just summed that up with doubloons. We had the time of our life burying everything. <laughs> Said this guy and also I don't know, somebody who murdered somebody or somebody who's trying to hide stuff from everybody. You get what I'm saying. It was awesome, man. Johnny Perry told WXYZ. Hi, I'm Grover here on uh, Sesame Street reporting for WXYZ. This is ridiculous. Okay, so this actually gets to the details of what happened and how, how it went down. But a $49 ticket pays for a chance to participate in the treasure hunt. And it's called Johnny's Adventure Quest. Which I think there's a show for kids called Johnny Quest. Or maybe it's not for kids. <laughs> I don't know. Either way, a great piggyback marketing. That's what we call that in the biz. Uh, it starts August 1st. Oh, shit. That's coming up. So you pay $49. You get a ticket. So he's making money on all these tickets. And then each treasure is valued at around $4,000. Wow. See, now I'm put back into perspective. See, the first thing was like, all of this cost a million dollars. And it's most of our inventory. And now they're saying each piece is $4,000. I'm like, eh, that's, you're putting it back into perspective. <laughs> that is a lot. It just shows how little I know of what a million is. I have no comprehension. No comprehension of what a million is. Uh, anyway, each one is fitted with $4,000 and it fitted with a GPS tracker, the Perry say. 
I wonder how much the trackers are. What if they run out of batteries? What if the trackers run out of batteries? Yeah, I yawn. Not, I don't do second takes. I don't know. Once found, you can keep the treasure or sell it back to the owners. Hmm. I'll take the money. Yeah, I'll take the money. Uh, Johnny Perry. You know what I would do with that $49 ticket? I'd go online and give everybody else all the everyone else the hints for money. I'd say for 10 bucks, you pay me $10 and you just ding, 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 ding. But after I went and tried to collect a bunch of treasure, uh, once found, you keep the treasure or sell it back. John Perry, who grew up in his dad's jewelry store, said the, the treasure hunt is a fitting farewell to the family store. Memories? Life is memories. Life is made of memories. And that was our slogan here all these years. They probably had plenty of commercials, local commercials. Memories. Life is made of memories. Some of the treasures, treasure is 150. Well, yeah, they got co- coins. 150 years old is some of these coins. Uh, passed down from his dad. And that's why he buried it. He really cared about it. He would think I'm nuts. Actually, no, you're pretty fucking genius. I'm sure you, sh- I'm sure you made a commercial about it. And you made out like a bandit with those tickets. This, is, this guy was really smart. He, he did a very, a very clever thing. A very smart thing and um, he he knows exactly what he did moving on to the next bit of news uh, let's here we go now we finally get a Thai monkey trainer rejects PETA claims on coconut harvesting uh, so we're getting uh, this has been in the news so much. We talked about that. This is a follow-up from last week or follow-up or, or the last episode we did. I know it's been two weeks. It's been two weeks. And, um, but here we are. So in Bangkok and Reuters, I don't know where that is. Um, it's in Bangkok, obviously. Let's see. A monkey trainer in Southern Thailand said on Saturday that few monkeys are involved in harvesting coconuts for export disputing an activist report which has caused several British supermarkets to ban coconut products from the country. You know what? This is probably a competing company did this to them because I got a feeling that they might have one or two monkeys that yank coconuts for them. But at the same time, uh, and they, they just do it for like to attract tourists. They're like, you know what? We gotta, we're we're getting these coconuts down mostly mechanical, but uh, these monkeys draw in a crowd. So why don't we make a little extra buck on the on the monkeys yanking coconuts out of the trees? Why not? Right? It's like probably a, the tiniest fucking fraction, the tiniest fraction of of coconuts are probably harvested by the monkeys. Like I think you would just need way too many monkeys. It'd be way hard to train them. You could you'd have to feed them. It'd cost too much money. I just think it's a pain in the ass. You'd have to pay the trainers. The trainers would be missing fingers all day because the monkeys are sick of working. They want fucking they're they're trying try, constantly trying to call OSHA and uh they're trying to get workmen's comp with these monkeys for the their splinters from climbing the trees. It's just a mess. It's a mess, right? Uh so I'm sure it's not that many monkeys by any means at all. But then again, I guess if you think about it, even if it is just a couple monkeys, I don't know. 
I guess it just depends on like how much are they picking? Like, is it really just they do that? Like, what's the difference between that and a zoo? Like, I was in Thailand once and I went to a zoo and there was a tiger on a chain that was so short. Like, he was strapped to this big, like, block thing, right? And he was, uh, and you would go and you'd sit down on this big cement block thing with this tiger and it, the chain just went, he couldn't even stand up. The shit was so short and tight. <clears throat> and he was laying there and then you'd sit with him and then this, <laughs> this Thai guy would stand there with a switch, like a, a wooden stick, thin wooden stick, and he'd swing it in the cat's face. Because that's the thing. Tiger is a, a, a cat's a cat's a cat. You got a lion, a tiger, a leopard, a, a house cat. They're all the same. They're just different sizes. It's the same fucking animal. So, the, <laughs> so he's swinging the thing around and is doing what cats do. It's like trying to bite it and swing at it, and it's terrifying. But, I mean, that's like... That tiger's at work. He's sitting there all day long taking pictures with these fucking meat bags that he could easily eat, swatting at a fucking stick. And uh, it's seriously the most terrified I've ever been in my entire life. That was the scaredest I've ever been. And I got a rash on my arm, my arm with the part that was touching the, the tiger. I got like a severe rash. And I was like, good. I don't... It's <laughs> like... Fucking good. Every part of my body was telling me not to be around that fucking animal. Every, and as I think every well-adjusted and normal human should have that. You know, and it even got me thinking. I think cat allergies are an evolutionary um, uh, thing. And it's like a, um, a warning that a cat's in the area. Cause you know, it's like the cat piss, the fucking dander. And if you're out walking through the woods and all of a sudden you start, or you're walking through the fucking jungle and you're like, and you start sneezing, you're like, Oh shit, there's a, I'm in tiger territory. I'm in cat territory. I get the fuck out of here. And then you leave. It's because the cat dander is everywhere from it scratching around and doing shit. So, I mean, if that's like, uh, it, it, I mean, I think that's, I honestly think, and then everyone that it's very simple. Everyone that didn't have that thing, that cat allergy got eaten by tigers. So it, (laughs) it worked out really, uh, well, maybe, I don't know either way. So you got these fucking monkeys went whole, whole sidetracked on this tie story about the, but these trainers, let's keep seeing what they got to say on a, um, only a few farms in the South use monkeys for taller coconut trees. He said, did see, check that out. I didn't even read this. I honestly, uh, I truly didn't. This is like the second pack paragraph. His name is Narun Wong Wanich 52 who trains monkeys to fetch coconuts at a monkey school. I guess it's a trade school <laughs> in the province of Surat, Thani uh, said Surat Thani, probably how you say that, said most coconuts used for export are harvested by humans with poles. That's what I fucking thought. That's what I fucking thought. I swear to God I didn't read this article. If you also want to click on this article, it's from Reuters.com. It is uh, down in the show notes. You can also read it. Only a few farms in the South. I just read that paragraph. There is no truth to that. I have been with monkeys for over 30 years. I have a bond a relationship with them. Narun told Reuters, adding that he trains six to seven monkeys a year. Yeah, that's not that many. That is not that many. And it gives them something to do. You know, it's if uh, honestly, I bet 
I um, hear me, hear me on this. I bet those monkeys are happier than regular monkeys in captivity because monkeys in captivity have dick shit to do all day. And if you've, uh, if you're a follower of Caesar Milan and you, you know, the dog whisperer, or, you know, you've read any of his books, you do anything, all animals, especially pack animals, they need certain things throughout the day. And one of those things is work. Now, however you feel about that, that word, however you feel about that. I mean, it's, it's not like you got to go fucking do something for the man. Now it's, it's every, every, everybody needs to be, everybody needs to be productive and that's not about working for if you lived in a tribe in the middle of the woods every and 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 uh you know it was just like 200 of you and that was everybody and that's everybody you knew there would be something that you did absolutely 100% there would be like you would have a chore you would have a chore and if you didn't do it it didn't get done so people fucking relied on you to get that thing done and you were the fucking you were the guy you're like I'm the sweeper I'm the sweeper dude if you don't sweep Fucking nobody's sweeping. So you the sweeper, dude. You got to do it. You take pride in that work. Either way, what I'm trying to say is every animal needs that thing. That's why with Caesar Milan, he says uh, that one of the first thing he does with the dog, like how often do you walk the dog? And some of these dogs, depending on where they are in the pack, they're front of the pack, they're very active animals. They need to be walked like three, four hours a day, right? So you have these monkeys. I don't know how long these monkeys are working. I mean, if these monkeys work in like eight hour shifts, and they're like, I don't know, <laughs> barely fed and all that's different. But if you have like a bunch of monkeys and they work for a few hours, like three to four hours a day, they're honestly probably more, they're probably happier being in captivity, honestly, it pro- because it gives them something like I have to go do this thing. Like I need to go do this thing. They feel productive in some way. Um, they feel like they're dubbed something like for the dog, how the walk becomes a thing for the dog. I, sh- I shit you not. If you have a dog, it's very hard to handle or very hard to take care of. Start walking that thing. Like you've never walked it before. Like if you can do an hour and a half in the morning, an hour and a half at night, and you can watch the, f- and, and do it for a week and just see how the fucking dog changes. They just, it, they, it gives them something. Not only are you using up all their energy, but it fucking gives them something. They, they it's structure and schedule and uh, yeah, it doesn't matter. Let's move on to the next article. You know, I'm taking the liberty because this is going to be the only segment. So I'm really taking the liberty to just um, really rant with this kind of thing and go through it and see how um, see how we do. You know what I mean? You heard? Jafil? All right, let's do this. The next one up. Please, no drum roll. That stuff is... Nobody likes the drum roll. Do we? And now, another word from our sponsors. Validate. You just landed a date with the girl of your dreams, but are you the man of hers? Don't chance it. Get a hype man from Valley Date. You can tell a girl all you want, but it means nothing unless vouched for. Our program is meant to fit your needs. With a full list of professional actors, we guarantee a natural and casual approach, making every time like the first time. Maybe you want her to think you are the altruistic type. Ralph, is that you? I haven't seen you since our time volunteering at the soup kitchen. How you been? The spiritual type. Dave, it's been a while. Are you still teaching those yoga classes? Dave here has an amazing mooing cow. We also do breakups. 
Hey Charlie, last night was amazing. I never knew someone could love so long. Oh, who's this? Is this your sister? Try Validate today. This, was, this one comes to us from Metro. And it says, uh, this is metro.co.uk. Ex-boyfriend takes bizarre revenge asking people to pretend to be Chewbacca. Okay, that's, you and I now both know the same amount, okay? As of this moment right now, you and I both know the same amount. Because, as I said, I don't read these. And especially when a headline is is like that, I'm like, it, it really tells me a lot about the article. It's the craziest form of fucking gaslighting is what I'm expecting I've, I've ever heard. And it just, it tickles me pink that somebody did this. Whatever, okay, forget the reason or the petty reason of that they did it. It's it's pretty funny. I want to, and I want to know what happens. All right, so um, people respond to a breakup in different ways. Some block their former beloved on every medium, while others try to get them in touch with flowers and apologies. Then there's the less typical approach, like a man in Australia coming in hot who put up posters around town asking people to phone his ex and pretend to be Chewbacca. <laughs> uh, okay, that should that should prove uh that should <laughs> that should prove that I um I don't read these because I there's no way I could laugh like that at a line I've already read. Okay, he claimed uh I thought it was going to be different, but I, I think that's great. <laughs> I thought he was going to do something different. I thought he was going to be doing something a little bit different. Like I thought okay, so I, what I thought he was doing was he was just like going in uh to like her work or like uh texting her friends and be like, "Hey, whenever you see her, uh, could you just act like Chewbacca, just like Chewbacca, like just casually? I don't know why I said Chewbacca like so weird, <laughs> as if I was like, oh, I know the proper word. The actually, it's Chewbacca, <laughs> not Chewbacca. <laughs> I don't know. I've never. I've seen like one Star Wars. Um. Uh, but yeah, I thought like, hey, when you see when you see Trish, could you just could you just act like Chewbacca? Like just to really screw with their head, like why, you know, why is everyone? Act? But I mean, this is also screwing with their head. This is op- this is absolutely psychological warfare. <laughs> I think they did the same thing to Kim Jong Un. <laughs> a hero. <laughs> Are you fucking the Chewbacca again? <laughs> All right. Okay, I know that was. That was a little racialist. I was just doing a Kim Jong-un impression. That's okay to do. That guy's a dick bag. That's what he sounds like. <laughs> All right. He claimed that that person who gave the best impression. <laughs> <laughs> fucking gets better. He said he claimed that the best person who gave the, the person that gave the best impression would win one hundred dollars as an incentive to get people 
phoning up and shouting, whatever the fucking thing. Jessica, 29, from Carnes, said, I'm getting phone calls at really strange hours of the night about 1 o'clock to about 4 o'clock. <laughs> I thought it was quite funny, actually. I thought it was a good joke, she told. She ended the relationship when she claimed to have found her ex messaging other women on Facebook. Chewbacca Roar Contest. Leave a voicemail with your best impression. Winner announced via text 12 p.m this this is fucking good (laughs) i bet this got him back this had to have got him back uh despite i wish uh i wish christy was here so that we could ask her if 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 i did the same thing if i did the same thing and we broke up um because I was texting women on Facebook and then I did that. Would you take me back? That's what I want to know. And I'm hoping that she listens to this episode. I think she, you, you listen to most of the episodes, Christy. Okay. Despite being able to see the funny side, she said some of the phone calls had come in the middle of the night, which woke up her children. That's kind of fucked up. And I'm mad. I thought when we first met, he was mature. <laughs> There's no fucking way. That guy has been doing similar shit in that same vein since you fucking knew him. There's since the day you met him. That's that's what got you laughing at him at the bar. He did something stupid like that and you laughed and then it was off to the races. Wing bang boom. Uh, but it just goes to show having a job doesn't mean you're mature. Is that what she was basing it on? Anybody that's fucking working? <laughs> that's on you, girl. If you just think any butt fuck stupid idiot with a goddamn job is is mature, your standards are pretty low. So what? Jesus Christ. I mean, it's part of it. It definitely helps. I mean, but there's a lot of people without jobs that are probably mature. In fact, everybody that retires and doesn't have a job is by definition very mature. <laughs> They're the most matured. They've, the, they've matured the most. All right, that's different. We all know we're talking about different shit. Uh, it hurts my feelings. Well, that's it. He wins. You made a fucking, you put him in the news. You put him in the news. He fucking wins. You know what? Good on you, man. You won. You got out of that relationship like a champ. If you've done something similar and to get out of your relationship, call 1-800-BE-ON-JERRY-SPRINGER.COM. www.BE-ON-JERRY-SPRINGER.COM. Actually, uh, seriously, if you've ever done something, what's the craziest thing you've done to get out of a, a relationship or the craziest relationship revenge that you've ever done? Call in to Road Soda. You can call in 706-200-1213 and leave a voicemail of your best Chewbacca. I'm just kidding. But also, tell uh, uh, what have you done? Have you ever done anything crazy to uh, as, as relationship revenge? Um, there was one thing I did once. Quick side story. Uh, we'll do two more articles after this story, and then we're going to wrap this shit up. Just so we have a little bit of content. I think this is a good story. This is a good story. Ready? This is not breaking up with somebody revenge. This is not something I did 
to uh, somebody I broke up with. It was somebody that I was kind of seeing. Uh, like we were, you know, not together, but we were kind of, you know, talking and hanging out and doing that kind of shit. But then I ended up being with somebody else, right? And because I was with somebody else, I'm like, well, now I, we're, we're still friends. Like, I, you know, I was still able to talk to her and, and whatnot, but uh, definitely was not continuing to do that kind of thing because, you know, I'm in another relationship. But And um, at one point, I found the girl that I was not in the relationship with. So let's call her girl one, girl A and girl B. <laughs> so the girl that I, I did not choose to be in the relationship, she's girl A. I, I was, uh, I found her panties in my drawer once I was dating girl B, right? Um, it was like maybe a few weeks in. And I was like, oh shit, I should get rid of those. So, cause I don't want that to cause a problem. Cause that can cause a problem. You gotta fucking, I swear it was from before. I swear. So I found these panties and uh, me, I had uh, my friends with me and I, I, we thought it would be very funny idea to take these panties and tie them to some, uh, mylar balloons and set them free. And so that's what we did. We went to, uh, we went to the Publix, to the Publix. We bought a bunch of mylar. It took, I think it took like a good amount of balloons. I think it took like 10 balloons. It just made me realize how little those things can lift or how heavy underwear are, you know, either one. And it, uh, we just tied the balloons and we put a little note on there. And it said, I think, I think the note said, where did you find me? And then it was our phone number, right? We let them go. We let them go. And we forget about it. Right, because obviously, like, come on, who, come on, who's gonna ever find that and call that? Like, you let that go. You're not thinking about. It. It's like thinking about if you won the lottery. It's like getting a scratch off ticket and then walking to the car and talking to your friend, and be like, "What I'm gonna do with my ten ten thousand dollars?" Like, no, you don't do that because in your head, you know, you're like, "I'm not gonna fucking win," right? So I let the, we let the balloon go and going, nobody's going to fucking find this ever. And, uh, I think at w- like one person was like, do you think someone's going to find it? Like that was as much as we gave him. We're like, Psh, I don't know, dude. Like, no, probably not. Maybe, but I don't think they're going to call. They might find it, but they won't call. Right. We can't get a text. Well, uh, I think it was like three hours later <laughs> we get a call on my phone and I had this Nokia brick phone. Right. So you couldn't even see anybody. It was just a fucking number. Even if someone texted me, it's not like I was going to be able to see it. And we both shot a look at each other. Actually, no, no, no. I had an iPhone at this time. Uh, Yeah, it's totally an iPhone. But I got a call. I do remember that. And it was ringing. And I picked up the phone and I looked at the phone. And then I looked up at every all the, the friends. I, was, I think I was with two friends. And I looked at my friends. And we all were just like, is it? No way. So I put on a fake voice and I answered the phone. I was like, hello? I was like, hello? And they were like, hi, uh, who's this? And I'm like, who's this? And they were like, uh, do you know anything about a pair of panties? <laughs> and I started laughing just like that. We all started laughing so hard. We're like, sir. And we told him the story flat out. We're like, they were my, uh, it was this girl I was seeing, but now I'm in a relationship. So I was just trying to get rid of them. And uh, see where they went. And I said, so where did you find them? He said, they were 
they were all tangled up in my barbed wire fence out here. And I was like, where are you? He goes, I went on about here past Fruitville Road out east of the interstate, right? And it was, uh, so from where we let it go to, we figured it was like maybe only like two or three miles. It really wasn't that far. Again, just these mylar balloons aren't carrying this heavy ass underwear any, that far. But, uh, or that well, I should say. But that was funny. They called. You should do the same. I want to do that again now. I want to get some, I want to get more balloons and I want to do that again. Make sure you know which way the winds are blowing so you get it in more of a direction of where people might find it, you know? I live in Florida. A lot of the, a lot of time winds blowing towards the water. We didn't do that. We just fucking let it go. We got lucky. It could, if it went the other direction, it would have totally just gone out in the ocean and then nobody would have probably called. Anyway, I like this. I like what this guy did. Um, okay. If people want to continue phoning with their impression of a Wookiee, Jessica says she's ready for it. She added, just pull it, the poster down, please. And yeah, have a laugh for me. And if you want to make a phone call, go for it. I don't mind. Bring it on. Oh, she's leaning into it. (laughs) Oh, she's leaning into it. I love Australia. I really do love Australia. You know, I love it. These, they, they're like, uh, they're like Americans on, on like 2.0, you know, it's crazy. I love them. All right. All right. Now this one is now that's television. Let's see. We might only do what? Just one more reality show contests race on five mile an hour lawnmowers. We've all heard of that before from Los Angeles to New York. There it is. That's what you got. That's a good one. Let me take a look. Um, you know what? Let's do this one. Let's do this one instead. This will be the last one. Go arrested for not wearing masks in. Yeah, you heard me. <laughs> Goat arrested for not wearing mask in Kanpur. Bizarre media misreports. Oh, this was a misreport. Oh, bizarre media misreport. I should have, I see, dude, I didn't even, I don't even read the titles. (laughs) I don't even read the titles. A bizarre piece of news made headlines on July 27th. A goat was arrested by Kampur police for not wearing a mask. An IANS feed republished by National Herald Oressa Post and News 18 English claimed the incident took place over the weekend and the Bangkok police picked up the goat and took it to the police station in a jeep. You motherfucking ghost. Everybody's supposed to be wearing a mask. We are going through a pandemic. We think you're better than everybody else. However, IANS also carried a contradictory statement by Circle Officer Anguan. Anwar Ganj, police station. I didn't pay attention why I just read. <laughs> uh, I zoned out. However, <laughs> IANS also carried a contradictory statement by Circle Officer. Oh, a contradictory statement, huh? Let's see. Yeah, I'm bored of this shit too. Saifuddin Beg who said that cops had found a youth without a mask taking a goat along. 
When he saw police, he ran away, leaving the goat behind. So the police brought the goat to the station. Later, we handed over the goat to its owner. The officer was quoted IANS, accused the police of changing its version of the story. News 18 deemed the story important enough to be published in uh, Telugu and Bengala language. The channel broadcast a video of policemen loading the goat into their Jeep. (laughs) They're going to do that. They did it because that's something that would happen. Like you're, you know, we've read a lot of crazy shit. There's literally on the border between Pakistan. Why they're like, oh, this is, this is bullshit. Dude, on the border, border of like Pakistan and India, there are people that think that goats and eagles and things are spying. It's a real thing. So, so yeah, they get arrested goat and they're like, that's the, that's what's funny about it is like, yeah, they put it on the news. Nobody bad an eyelash. Like, is this real? I'm like, of course it's real. That shit happens all the time. <laughs> Fucking goat. You're coming with us, goat. <laughs> You're coming with us, buddy. Oh man, that was good. Well guys, that is the news. I hope you will feel informed now. Also, uh, if you have news stories, you can send them in to roadsodamail at gmail.com or call in 206, or sorry, 706-200-1213 and tell a story about some kind of girlfriend revenge or boyfriend, breakup revenge. That's what we're thinking. That's what we're looking for. Leave a message about that. Thank you. Thank you. Signing off. Swing, bada, 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 swing, swing, bada. Man, these seats are great. I'm sorry, man. I got to get up. I, I got to pitch again. Are you all right? It's only the second inning. It's the beer. Why aren't you going? You've had just as much as me. I don't need to. I got this. What's a nicotine patch got to do with anything? It's a urinomics piss patch. Turns my piss into a neat foam. Keeps me from missing the game. Oh, is that what's all over the ground in the away team fans in front of us? Cool, right? At Uronomics, we have created a patch that turns your annoying pee into a fun foam. A powerful chemical compound targets your loins, humanely altering the molecular structure of your urine. You will still feel the sensation of needing to urinate, and you will still excrete waste. Except now, you can do it from anywhere, even your seat. Good for long drives, sports games, concerts, jury duty, or any time peeing is a concern. Warning, do not let children use piss patches. They make it a condition called the semen struggle. Keep your foam away from eyes. If your foam does make contact with your eyes, do not flush. Foam will turn back into piss. Foam can also be used to clean glass stovetops and detarnish. The Uranomics Piss Patch, a Popco brand. It is over. Time to sleep. You did real good today. You okay? That's it, everybody. It's the lulling end of the of the road soda porped cast. I hope you enjoyed this episode, everybody. What did we learn today? Let's see. We learned that. Um, it would be very, very fun to pull a prank on, on anybody, really. But I think there's something, there's a little more to it when it's a girlfriend, an ex-girlfriend, ex, an ex-girlfriend. I think that's really funny. 
Um, man, yeah, if you guys did anything, please, you should call back. Or not, you should call in and say if you've done anything like that to an ex. Uh, also, we learned that WXYZ is a, is a thing, I guess. I don't, it's not just from Sesame Street. I don't. I still don't know what it is. I could have clicked and found out what W W X Y Z. That's fucking bullshit. That's bullshit. <laughs> you don't get to have a news station like that. That's solely reserved for. It's, it's reserved for Sesame Street. That's what that's reserved for. Reporting back with W X Y Z. Sees that. That's that's what I'm talking about. It's fucking stupid. Thank you, everybody, for listening. If you, uh, next week, we'll have, at, at the very least, Christy, Christy on here. And uh, we're going to have a great time. We're going to bring back, uh, next week, let's try to bring back the Millennial Book Club. You know what? I don't know what's going on with the other two guys. Uh, they've been MIA. The whole Corona Chan thing is really f- screwing with people. I got tested. Me and Christy both got tested. And we are both 100% negative. And, um, yeah. But uh, still doesn't matter, I guess. <laughs> I guess it still just doesn't matter. It's ridiculous. Anyway, thank you. I thank you, everybody, for for listening. And I hope uh, you enjoy. You can send your thoughts into roadsodamail at gmail.com. Send your news articles into roadsodamail at gmail.com. Literally anything you want. You send it in there. Send your. Uh, you can call in 706-200-1213. And I hope you enjoy. Um, leave a little message. You, you can leave a two-minute message. We'll play it on the air. Outside of that shit, have a good day. Have a good day, my friend. Also, get some sleep. Go to bed early. You should see what that does to you. Does something. Does something great. <laughs> <laughs>